HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by the Heritage Meat Shop, located in the historic Essex Street Market in New York City. For more information, visit heritagemeatshop.com. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to heritageradionetwork.org. We talk about food, we talk about music, with musical dudes, finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. Welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one half your host, Darren Bresnitz of Finger on the Pulse. I'm your other half, Greg Bresnitz, sitting side saddle today because we have a packed studio. 
Uh, we have Zambri in studio. Um, welcome, girls. Oh, there goes the microphone. Hey. There is the microphone. We, <laughs> we need one of those necklaces. See, you already prepared for that. Yeah. Um, we're looking at three necklaces that are wrapped in aluminum tape. Um, I feel like it took us a while to get a date for this to work, but I'm happy that you're here. Yeah. And uh, we're going to fix that um, shortly. I don't know what I did. I don't know what you did. That, that would be microphone number two that I have like done something like that. Jack hey, the rest. Hey, Mondays, am I right? Mondays, am I right? Garfield, huh? Right? Yeah. Sheesh. Uh, A- anyway, so we are very excited to have longtime friend and collaborator Ben Hudson. Welcome to Snacky Tunes. Thanks, thanks. Now, we first met at the top of the Mohawk in Austin when you were working for The Onion. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, at South like, like so many meetings before it, uh, the, all the important ones happen at, uh, at Mohawk. Yes. Uh, big shout out to Transmission and all those guys. Um, but you were uh, you were not always in the beer world, were you? No, I was over there in pretend media. Uh, worked for The Onion for about five years. Did you write for them? Uh, no, no, I did not write a single thing. Um, that was that was not what I was all about. I was about trying to make The Onion more and more money so that it could continue its progress towards ruling the world in fake media. Right, I'll, I'll pretend. Which. In now has come to light in the 24-hour news cycle that some of their headlines do get reported as real news. Yes, which is good for everybody, uh, especially the, <laughs> the stupid people that Yeah, especially the public who takes that as gospel. But uh, we're not here to talk about The Onion. We're here to talk about my favorite brewery, Brooklyn Brewery, right up the street. Tell us about Brooklyn Brewery. I'm Brewer's yeah. Row. So I brought over some, uh, some sweet stuff today. I brought over a honey beer. Oh, it's a cheers. beer that we brewed. Uh, cheers. 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 We brewed to uh, celebrate uh, our good friends over at BAM, uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music. Uh, it's their Bam. 150th anniversary. Uh, we remember when they just got started, right, guys? Wait, what? Yeah, it's years. It's the oldest performing arts center in America. Vaudeville, back in the day, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, so, anyway, it's a, it's a delicious beer, heavy on the honey. Um, and then uh, to pair with that, I brought over some cookies for my friends over at Momofuku Milk Bar. Shout out to Tosi and the crew over there. Tosi. Uh, we do this trade every week with them. We, I've we, seen the beer in the fridge. Yeah, we, we give them uh, about five cases of beer. They give us a bunch of cookies. And since then, Christina, like, is, you know, she's, she's an animal, so she's popping up everywhere. We'll turn on the TV. She'll be on the Today Show with a bottle of black chocolate stout. Amazing. So I thought the, the least we could do is, uh, is bring some cookies on the, on the radio. Awesome. They look delicious. You can't and see them. Tosi's been a past guest. Yeah. So let's uh, let's dial it back even further. If I've never heard of Brooklyn Brewery, what is it, and why is it great? Um. Well, it brew Brooklyn Brewery is a brewery. So right off the bat, like <laughs> you're working with gold, right? <laughs> you, you're, you've got great material to start off with. Um, and if I were to guess where it was located, could I also look to the name? You could probably figure that out, yeah. Uh, the brewery uh, opened in 1996 in uh, Williamsburg, and lots of stuff has changed around its digs. Currently, we're in the middle of this crazy triangle of uh, culture and activity right there in North 11th Street, uh, next door to Brooklyn Bowl, across the street from White Hotel. Kin, kinfolk is right there. It's, it's pretty wild, uh, considering when the brewery first opened, you were more likely to see a burnt-out car uh, or a, a, you know, an interesting uh, illegal substance transaction. Or, uh, you know, the, all the water towers made around there, too, as well. So you have that. It's postcard perfect, yeah. is, is, I think, what you're getting at. Yes. Yeah. All so, those things are true. So what is the mission statement? What is the whole idea behind Brooklyn Brewery? I, idea behind Brooklyn Brewery is to brew flavorful beers and to support uh, the community that enjoys those beers. Um, and uh, I really feel like uh, we do that. We do a good job of that. Uh, Steve Hindy, who co-founded the brewery in 1988, immediately uh, his number one marketing plan was to just give beer away to cool people doing cool things. So usually that means nonprofits, arts organizations, parks organizations, uh, and hence this relationship we have with BAM and why we're so uh, psyched to brew that beer for them. And as our sponsor for our barbecue blowout this year, we thank you for that. Yeah, well, we thank you for putting together the blowouts, which are always a good time. So let's talk about when Brooklyn Brewery really hit, uh, the, I guess, the mainstream and switched over from being just a microbrewery boutique into what it is now today, which is a um, yeast powerhouse, if you will. <laughs> I don't think that term has ever been used to uh, describe a, a beer company. Yeah, we, we prefer the yeast zone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, you're in the East Zone. I, I feel like it's just been a slow march towards uh, citywide uh, uh, success. We're now the f- number three tap. Um, could you guess who the number one and number two taps are in New York City? Budweiser and Coors. No, no, because New Yorkers are snobbier than that. So Blue Moon. Go- oh, um, wh- what ad campaign is New Yorker going to fall for? Heineken. Oh, Dos Equis. Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Really? Stella says, we, you can have this beer in a chalice. And New Yorkers say, ooh, a ooh. chalice. I do like a Stella, though. Can I say that? It's, and, and that's the one with the knife where they like have the, it's like very adventurous. Fit and elegant, isn't it? Yeah. But so, that's, it's that, so elegant. That's my go-to beer when, I, when Brooklyn Brewery or something else isn't on tap. Well, it, you know, it's a, it's a dry, refreshing beer, right? So yeah. you got Stella, and then the number two beer would be Guinness. Um, because yes. there's a lot of Irish bars, isn't there? Right, right. <laughs> so you've got these two monstrous international, multinational uh, corporations, Stella, uh, owned by AB InBev, Guinness, owned by Diageo, and then you have but a 50-person company that is but poor, a company. poor little Brooklyn Brewery. Poor little, the, the little brewery that could. Yeah. All their shirts have holes in them, and, and we they're all knobby-kneed. Those are craft, craft, and handmade can talk, shirts. Can we talk about the, the man that personifies Brooklyn Brewery. That would be Mr. Garrett Oliver, who's been on the show a few times. Numerous times. Yeah. Yes. And for those Actually, who- I thought he was a co-host for a while, but then I realized we weren't related. Yeah. Um, and for you those sh- you sh- should have seen his face, too, when he found out he wasn't the co-host. Yeah. Yeah. Was- He's like, I promise I'll be there next week. <laughs> for those who don't know who Garrett Oliver is, please explain to him. You could go back and listen to our old podcast. You could, but just quickly. Let's, let's, get, let's get up those views. Let's get those snacky yeah. tune listeners up. Hit pause and search Garrett Oliver, but who is Garrett Oliver and, and what does he do for the company? I mean, there's lots of different Garrett Olivers. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's that kind of guy. But, uh, Many hats. He, his main number one hat is uh, that of Brewmaster, which is uh, the coolest title uh, out there. Um, and uh, in addition to uh, coming up with all of our, our beer recipes and being an avid spokesman for good beer and good food, he's also an author. He's written a couple books. His most recent one was the Oxford Companion to Beer that he was the editor-in-chief of. Basically a giant book, uh, a giant encyclopedia tome. on beer. Tome. 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 Is it an appropriate time It's to an appropriate time. There aren't a lot of times in my day where I can say tome and yeah, really mean it. But that one's true. And actually, I brought another beer that celebrates that book. It's called The Companion. And, um, oh, that's a nice pun. It's a, it's a wheat wine. Wheat? Yes. So it's a very strong wheat beer. It's about wine strength. 9%, I think. Now, there's some other fun facts that we know about Brooklyn uh, Brewery. Especially, what is the... I, I, is it the second biggest city that consumes... Brooklyn Brewery beer? Oh, okay, so, yeah, we talked about uh, Brooklyn and New York City, so obviously we're doing well. But the uh, our biggest market outside of New York City is Sweden. Of course. So it goes, Bro- it goes New York City, which is obvious. Sweden, number three biggest market is the UK. And then our fourth biggest market is the Sweden of the US, uh, New Jersey. You know, you should, um, you should probably do an event in Sweden. I- I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, is that a good idea? Yeah, do you guys want to do it with us? Yes, yeah. We would, uh, we would as, as long as it's Labor Day this year. Let's call it Brooklyn Sweden. It'll be all Brooklyn bands. Keep going. We'll get you guys to DJ. Okay. Um, and then um, we'll just get all the best bands, which like, shouldn't be trouble. Like former Snacky Tunes guest off Simone? Yes. But for, for example. <laughs> with all joking aside, what is Brooklyn Sweden, and why is it going to be the most awesome event this summer? Well, it's really the biggest party that we've ever thrown um, outside of the city. Um, we've been selling beer in Sweden for a while now and selling more and more of it. And uh, I know the, the, the best part about working as a, you know, in, in the beer industry, besides the beer, is that if you do it right, you end up coming crossing paths with a lot of cool people. And we've been selling beer to this family music venues called Debaser in uh, Sweden for a few years, and they're one of our biggest customers. They're sort of like the Bowery Presents of Sweden. We've um, we've actually had the pleasure of DJing over there. Um, right. But how did I'm curious? How does that come about for a small operation that like probably never even thought of Sweden? And did they reach out to you, or did someone go over there and be like, "Hey, we should try and sell"? How does it work? Well, we've always been pretty inter- international. We started uh, air shipping beer to Tokyo the second year in existence. And I think okay. it's because, you know, whenever someone visits the United States from overseas, nine times out of ten, they do come through New York City. And we're, we have such a good presence in New York that your people usually want to try the, try the local drink. And so they'll try Brooklyn Brewery. As you guys know, the 
Brooklyn brand, the brand of Brooklyn, has grown like crazy over it's the last few years. It's a strong brand. I'd say, yes. Brooklyn Nets? Strong to quite strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, the NBA has gotten wind of it, so uh, they're doing something right. Um, so since, are, you, are you serving Brooklyn Brewery at the new Brooklyn Stadium? Uh, yeah, they are buying some beer from us. Boom. It's great. Can you call it Slam Dunk Brew? <laughs> or something like that? Uh, you, yeah. I would say that's a airball in that joke. Ugh. Anyway. Kind of a brick. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, the Sweden thing came about with just they started uh, you know, ordering beer. We got a good importer there. And um, it turns out Swedes are bananas for Brooklyn. Uh, they, have a, they feel a real kinship with Brooklyn. I think it crosses over to the whole indie rock scene there. Um, a lot of the bands that come out of Sweden may as well come out of Brooklyn. I, I feel like they really dig the design over here, the music, the food. If you go and visit uh, Stockholm, um, you see those similarities right away. Oh, yeah. There's this whole thing called Swede York, which is uh, all these Swedish people who now live in New York and have a t-shirt company and a dance night, and it's a very strong yeah. Swedish contingency, if you will. Um, when I was, the first time I went over there, I'm sitting next to the guy on my flight, and he just starts chatting with me. He's a teacher, like a 35-year-old teacher from Sweden. And he was just buzzing about his vacation that he just took in New York. He's like, yeah, I, was, I skateboarded all over New York for two weeks. Like, oh, a typical 35-year-old. Um, As one does. He's like, I went to Brook- I went to Williamsburg a lot. And I was like, oh, I, I live near there. And he's like, what? He thought it was the coolest ever. And then he's like, yeah, I went to Brooklyn Brewery twice. And I was like, oh, that's where I work. And I thought this guy was going to lose his mind. Is yeah. that at, that point that, at that point, do you like pull like a... A bottle out, and you're like, "Here you go." Yeah, and then they said, <laughs> "Cut." Yeah, it was, it was perfect. Um, so you guys have a contest, which we're going to get into after the break. But I want you to set it up because we're going to play a song from this contest. Great. So you know, obviously, we're excited about uh, all the stuff that we're doing in Sweden and putting on this um, festival. But we wanted to make it relevant to our, our New York fans, our best fans, and so we decided to throw a contest, a songwriting contest. And uh, to make it truly local, the subject of the song needs to be inspired by or about the infamous G train, uh, the only train that serves north to south Brooklyn. Um, it's a much maligned train in some ways. In other ways, it's, it's beloved because it takes you to so many great neighborhoods. Um, it's my opinion that if it ran better, Brooklyn would be even more developed. I, I think you have a, a, a wise opinion there. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, I, who knew that you were so involved in transit and, and thoughts on that uh, it, I actually write it more out to Queens, to Long Island City, yeah. than I do to uh, Cow Gardens and things like that. Sure. But we're going to play, so you're doing a contest. Right, and so we cast a net out, gave people about a month to record and produce a song. We want people to submit their uh, songs through YouTube, so there was a visual element. Um, and it was slim pickings there for a while, did not get a lot of submissions, got real nervous, thought, wow. Ben, you really screwed the pooch on this one. This is not going to work. Um, started to question everything, really. Everything. Um, Did you spiral into a Momofuku Brooklyn Brewery cookie so beer spot? Many, so Shame. many cookie crumbs everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, you know, if you're going to write a quality song, you're going to spend some time on it. And so on the very last day, we were flooded with submissions. And I feel like very good submissions. I, I think there's some great songs in here. Um, well, the first one we're going to listen to is uh, I'll Wait For You. A G Train song by Ross Burnett. Yeah, this is a shockingly good song and shockingly catchy. Uh, you might hate me for this because you're going to be singing this the rest of the week. Awesome. Well, when you come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the festival and then we're talking about the new beer you guys are launching tonight. Great. Awesome. Here we go. I'll wait for you. A G Train song for the Brooklyn Sweden G Train song writing festival here on Snacky Tunes. Skipping Smith Street, I'm still gonna ride you daily. Even though you're stuck at Hoyt Street, all the other trains just fail me. Even though your schedule's way off, I'm still gonna ride you nightly. Even though you're six cars shorter, all the other trains can bite me. 
F U F train, suck my D train, kiss my A train, L train, hell train, it ain't nothing but a G train, baby. F U F train, suck my D train, kiss my A train, L train, hell train, it ain't nothing but a G train, baby. Even though you make me wait sometimes, I know you're just running behind. Even though you make me late sometimes, I know you're the best of the lines. I just missed you, but I'll wait. Yes, I will. I could kiss you. Twenty minutes is hard to wait, but I already paid for my unlimited metro card. Message from the Heritage Meat Shop. Are you tired of just hearing buzzwords? Do you want to actually take part in the food revolution? Then come on down to the Heritage Meat Shop, located in New York's historic Essex Street Market, on the corner of Essex and Delancey. We have rare breed pork, beef, poultry, lamb, and goat. Not to mention charcuterie that'll make you squeal. All raised right by the right people, so you know they'll taste right. Try the meat that over a hundred New York chefs ache for. Come to the Heritage Meat Shop and pick up some revolution today. For more information, visit heritagemeatshop.com. I guess you sing what you know, and if anyone's ever read the G Train, it's pretty much accurate. That's that's Ross Brunetti. Uh, Ross um, blew us away with this video, especially which you should check out. Um, he what? went to every stop on the G Train to film the video. No, he didn't. Um, yeah, if you go to brooklynbury.com/slash/sweden-contest. Um, you'll follow the links to Facebook and all the videos are up there so you can watch them and vote for your favorite one. Voting um, ends on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Oh, good timing then. Good timing for you to be here. Good timing for you Look guys Look at that producing. Me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for all of those who can't make it to Sweden, there is the wonderful place known as Brooklyn Brewery and you guys have made it pretty easy to get in there, get a tour, get a beer, have some food. Yeah, it used to be... The brewery is only open to the public for two days, um, but now we've uh, we've grown our staff a little bit and we're we're more accommodating. Of course, we just had this expansion, which brought a lot of our production from the public space into the next door space, uh, where we're brewing far far more much more beer it's than insane. we ever did. It's so big, um, and uh, so so now we've got this this great tasting room that people can visit um, every day of the week. On Monday through Thursday, you can you have to uh, sign up in advance. We do one tour, 5 p.m., uh, limited to 35 people. So it's very intimate. You get a, a real inside look at, at what we do at the brewery. We took our parents there. It was nice. It was a perfect su- you know, afternoon. Yeah, uh, Sundays are great for that. On yeah. Sundays, uh, we're open noon to 6, and we have uh, our friends from Brooklyn Flea uh, grab uh, four or five uh, neighborhood food producers, uh, and we've dubbed it Smorgas Brewery. Um, so where you can enjoy some some great uh, homemade food uh, in the confines of the brewery, tasting all of our beers. Then Saturday, um, we're open noon to 8 p.m., uh, free tours on the hour. Amazing. It's pretty good. And you're uh, launching a new beer tonight. 
Tonight we have the launch party for our newest uh, of the Brewmasters Reserve line. That's a different beer every four months. Um, Garrett and uh, his crew usually do... Uh, sometimes they'll collaborate with somebody from the culinary world. Sometimes they'll uh, brainstorm together and just come up with something uh, out, of, out of left field. Other times it'll be a, a very straight, traditional rendition uh, of, a, of a style that's maybe not as well known. This time around, they took uh, the, the currently very popular style of a Belgian wit beer, and they added uh, Indian coriander to it and some lime peel. Um, for a uh, and then kind of overhopped it a bit, so you've got a a, a white Belgian style with um, with some nice uh, exotic influence, um, and that'll start rolling out to your your better beer bars and restaurants over the next couple months. How many of these? How many bottles or kegs do you put out for this? Gosh, that's a good question. Actually, I know that we doubled our production of it with the expansion, but I couldn't tell you. Let's say um, five hundred kegs. And what is the response of people when you do this? Like, do they show up and wait in lines to be one of the first to sample it? It doesn't really work that way because we uh, just kind of invite our friends in the industry for the launch parties. But I mean, will they hunt down the bars that will yes, have? Yes, absolutely. Are you saying that we're friends? Yeah. Well, you're useful. Oh. I think oh. is is what the right term is. Wow. <laughs> um, one of the best things this summer, though, as I ignore that dig has been the introduction of the summer brew can yes which as a 12 pack is the best bring to gift to a barbecue when i'm running late and i can't cook yeah we started canning uh brooklyn lager in 2001 to get into baseball stadiums oh right 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 and the industry really hadn't caught on to canned beer and by industry i just mean craft beer good beer yeah that was still looked down upon but um Folks like Oscar Blues and Butternuts really changed mindset on that. So pork now, slap. I yeah, love pork slap, pork slap, and uh, your can-do attitude. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Um, no, yeah, I, no, on both those jokes. <laughs> I was just, I was just yesing it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but you started canning more and more of the beer. Yeah, so last year we started doing summer ale, which just exploded. Uh, that it, beer's the, been growing so fast. The colors are perfect. You That's, really nailed it on the colors. You guys yeah. have great... Who does the, all your design work? So that would be the, the great Milton Glaser. Oh, uh, really? Creator of the I Heart NY logo, the most copied logo in the history of the world. Amazing. I guess when you guys go big with a logo, you, got, you go for the best. I mean, that was what was amazing about when Steve started the brewery is he set his sights on the most famous graphic designer in, in New York. Why not, right? And traded him a few shares of the company and free beer for life and, and got a, was able to get him uh, on the roster. Amazing. So, yeah, Milton's like 83 years old now. He does all of our art, all of our graphics, every new logo that's, that's coming out of his office. And to see him design with a can of beer in his left hand is amazing. Well, especially because he doesn't type. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. He does not touch a computer. Oh, he does? Oh, you're being serious. He's got five designers in his office, all of them talented. Um, what's up, Sue? What's up, G? Uh, they work the computer, and he merely watches and advises. Amazing. Yeah. And then finally, let's talk about the food experience quickly before we're out of time. Food experiments. Uh, it's a national uh, cook-off uh, that we're uh, sponsoring. Uh, it's run by Theo Peck and Nick Suarez. And uh, it started here in Brooklyn, and now we've sent it on a 16-city tour. Uh, it's really a celebration of the home chef and getting creative in the kitchen and our love for food. So each city we go to, we recruit about 15, 20 amateur chefs there accountants, their nurses, their their regular people who just cook for fun and get real weird with it. Um, and so each city has a different theme. We just did Columbus, Ohio, a city I'd never been to, um, for the smoke experiment. So every dish had to have some element of smoke or grilling in it. Um, and it was great. The food was fantastic. Um, then the next one will be in Atlanta, and uh, I believe Atlanta is the uh, fried experiment. So lots of, oh. lots of healthy nutritious uh, light bites there. Of course. <laughs> of course. Up. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. This has been fun. What are the uh, Twitter, website, nuts and bolts, etc.? So, yeah, go to uh, brooklynbrewery.com slash Contest to watch these videos, get this song stuck in your head, and then vote for your favorite one. Um, hashtag uh, Brooklyn Sweden. Uh, we're getting all our friends to vote on, on Twitter, so join the fun. Send some lucky, enterprising young man or woman to Sweden. 
It's the least that you can do. The least you can do. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, we're going to play two more songs from the contest. We're going to play um, Retake the G by Abby and Chris. And, oh, uh, well, we're just going to play that one because I messed up. But we'll play we'll Retake the G, and then we'll come back with Zambri. Adorable. Here we go. Say we made this. We made this. We made this. We made this. It got real. Uh, fake out. Fake yeah. out ending. Like Matthew Sweet. I, I just came right back in from the from the thing and I just dead dead microphones. Um, we want to welcome Zambri to the studio. Welcome, hey. girls. Hello. You want to introduce yourselves? I'm Christy Joe. I'm Jessica. And uh, sisters. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, what are the ages? Ooh. Oh, you know, I was like, <laughs> no, oh, no, no, how no. many years apart then? Whatever. <laughs> I'm 28. I'm 30. Okay, we're 30. Yeah. Yeah, hey. And hey. we're twins, so, you know. Yeah. Well, so are we sometimes, sometimes. depending on what you read. <laughs> oh, really? What do they What do they say? Twins from Brooklyn, Zambri. And you're like, eh, and oh. I live in the West Village, but I live in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, half out, Brooklyn outsider, huh? I know. West yeah. Village. I know. I feel left out right now. Didn't mention your dad grew up here. That's true. Uh, yes, it's true. My, our dad grew up in Williamsburg. Oh, really? Uh, like, no. Devu, he calls it. <laughs> um, what does he does he tell you like I like I, way back when stories and all that stuff? Yeah, okay, he actually took me. I live a few blocks from there now, so he took me on a tour, like maybe a week ago. Showed me his elementary school, and I've been on this tour before, but it's nice to get it like <laughs> you yeah. know every. A little bit, a little bit of relevance. Right. Yeah. Um. So let's let's go back as we like to do to the history of Zambria, and this can go as opposed to when did you two meet? I have an idea right. <laughs> around the time. Choose two. I would say eighty four. Maybe is around when you met. But um, how did you two begin writing music together? And has it been since forever, or was it something that's more recent? I think it's forever. I mean, we just started writing some some of our own tunes when we were like in third grade or so <laughs> and they're buried around somewhere and uh we've just sort of been doing different types of childhood expression ever since um what are the early demos early early demos sound like they're they're broken and <laughs> pulled the tape cassette tape uh, what were the subject part. subject matter of these early demos oh. deep stuff they were probably well actually yeah we had this one song i was telling um i was telling the story yesterday that we played i think maybe like 13 and 15 and we were we played this theater in the west village in like the window booth and someone came up to us it was like a very deep political song (laughs) and someone said that's my favorite song since hey jude and we were like what? <laughs> we're like, no, 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 that wasn't good. Yeah, we're like, no, I'll always that remember good. that and tell that story forever. Um, <laughs> so then, when did um, Zambri become Zambri? We just released our first. I mean, I don't know. Zambri's been because I saw you four years ago in Chinatown yeah. at CMJ, yeah. and it was a big rock act. Yeah, it, it's been it's been changing about, but I mean, I guess like we started playing more with different types of bands, like when we were in college. And that was like. You girls go to school together? For a little bit, we did. We went to Boston for a little, up there for a second. Where in Boston? Um, we yes. Went, yeah, just. Where do you go sp- for a year as a musician? Oh. Berkeley. Uh, Berkeley. Boston Berkeley. College. One of them, yeah. yeah Boston. You go to Berkeley. <laughs> but um, so we've been sort of playing out, but we've been playing out since we were teenagers in New York. Same name the entire time? Yeah, yeah. we thought we'd confuse everyone that's, by that's having a lot of, my, a lot that's of, of MySpace uh, followers. Name. That's a lot of MySpace. We oddly no. enough have a ton of MySpace. No, I know. You <laughs> want one name, you exactly. just keep it up for all the years. Just, yeah. just keep rolling. Yeah. Right. They might not have logged in for right. you know, yeah. five years, but <laughs> at one point they were there. So I went to Berkeley, and then you came back. Right. <laughs> came here, um, started booking shows before we had a band, because we figured that'd be the way to rally some people, and made a lot of mistakes along the way, and learned. And, and we released our first EP uh, in late 2009 called Glossolalia. And then uh, in, uh, um, oh no, wait, was that 2010? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, 2010, sorry. And, um, and then we just, a few months ago, released our first album, House of Basa, so. On K9? Yeah, K9 Records. Leo was the one who told me about you. Yeah, Leo. Uh, yeah. But uh, let's go back. What are some of the mistakes that you made? Probably just playing in coffee shops. That's not a mistake. I think it's what we played in the coffee shops that we find to be a mistake. No, I don't know. I mean, I think we first started playing just with the keyboard because that's kind of what we learned our one of our first instruments, and we quickly realized that wasn't necessarily representative of what we were hearing in our heads. And you know, full circle back to keyboards, right? Yeah, and now we're back there, but we're program. We do a lot of programming, and and now we we've learned um, how to use more than one tool. So. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's hear a song. Yeah, okay. let's do it. All right. So we got Zambri, real family affair here today on uh, Snacky Tunes. Who's the uh, who's the charming who's Sandman that's uh, with us today? Uh, this is Noel from 
Hooray for Earth, who's doing some sound for us right now. No, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Hooray for Noel. All right, here we go. Zambri live on Snacky Tunes. And if, if I could describe this, there's a um, necklace with three microphones attached to it, um, which I'm going to take a photo of for Snacky Tunes Instagram, but it's pretty amazing. Uh, what's the name of the first song you're going to play? The first song is called Heather. It's from our EP Glossolalia. Okay. Check, check. Hey, hey. So what's it like uh, traveling as sisters? You two get along? Um, yeah. No. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get along. We really do. We get along like sisters. We like we're sitting on yell each, at each other right and now. then we hug. Yeah, you like freak out at each other and be like, "Do you want to get a sandwich?" Yeah. yeah. That's I mean that's how we 
work together. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things about being in bands and doing outside projects is that you know you have people who grew up with different influences and different musical tastes come together to create something that's like incredibly dynamic. So how do you two keep introducing new ideas into the group, um, considering that you probably grew up with the same shared history? It's interesting, actually. I think that we... It's quite the opposite. We, it's, it's, you know, you have these crazy different ideas and it's bringing them together. Because we did, I mean, we grew up together, but we, you know, we have, of course, we listen to different things and have, you know, the timing of what we're inspired by doesn't hit us at the same times necessarily. So you're always kind of introducing new things to each other. And, and sometimes it takes a little while to get on board. Like, we'll be like, yeah, what you said, like, Four months ago, I love that idea. <laughs> what's what's the uh, each of you same question? What's the one thing that the other one listening to growing up? You're like, I can't believe you listened to that. It's so terrible. Oh. I don't oh. think I want to. I don't even want to think about that. Okay. <laughs> we we ask really probing questions on snacking too. <laughs> what about when it comes time to uh, eat? Who's the uh, leader in making decisions on where to eat, when to eat, all that type of stuff? And what do you like to eat? We we're Italian, so I will try anything. We like to overeat, really. But um, the thing is that Christy will take, like, if we're out to eat, she will take her time figuring I'm, it out. I, I can't make decisions. Yeah, really. when it comes to food menu, I'm just like, let's let's just, let's go, like, order something. And she's there, and then finally the, the you know, waiter comes around, and she's like, so um, I'm thinking about this, but I'm thinking about that. What's like, your favorite? She's like a mental breakdown always. Every time? Every time. It's really difficult. Really and movies, <laughs> movies are hard for me to choose too. Really? Yeah. Do you want someone just to make the decision, or is? Yeah, I think it's because whoever I'm with, I'm like, oh, whatever makes you happy, because I don't actually care. Uh. <laughs> and then if you give her a decision, she strongly cares. So that's the twist about her. Is that true? Not about movies. All right. Well, whatever. Maybe. <laughs> we're gonna step away from the sister <laughs> fight right <laughs> now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull. Do you back. cook? Do you make Italian food? No. Uh, we, I'm bad at it. Mother, grandmother, father, anyone? They all cook they so well. So it's going to happen. It's just not... What's the specialty of the yet. family? My dad makes a, uh, his lemoglia, which is like tomatoes, his crushed dish. garlic, and mm. all, he crushes it around with his tool that he uses, the crusher, and it smells like amazing. And my mom makes everything else. <laughs> I mean, it, we, we grew up like sort of like Sunday dinners around 2 p.m., like pasta, the, the red sauce, the gravy, you know, sat around for hours in the pot, and we were lucky enough to eat it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, so growing up in, in, did you grow up in New York? Long Island. In Long Island. Um, how did you start booking shows for yourself in the city? We have older siblings, um, and one of our sisters was uh, running a theater at the time, so we kind of, she'd be like, well, why don't you come around and, and play, you know, in the window? I have this Hey Jude story, if you want to hear Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't quite heard it. Actually, if you want to hear the Hey Jude story, just reverse five minutes in the podcast. Hit that 30-second wheel back. Yeah. Yeah, so she would help us out for sure and then eventually we'd play a show or two there and then people you know people that would listen to us there would be like oh we're doing this benefit here and you know kind of just built a spider web of friends so by growing up here do you feel like you just know all the venues all the bookers just we know quite a few at this point for sure yeah but i don't think it's from growing up here really because i feel like when we moved to new york yeah, when we moved to New York after Boston for that year, um, we kind of, we didn't feel like we're a New York band and everybody knows us and everybody's, like, it was, we felt like, you know, visiting. Very Long Island. We were we visiting. Very Long Island. We are like, oh, we're just Long Islanders hanging out here. Have you heard that song, Long Island, by that dog? No. Oh. All right, we'll go to you. Let's hear another song. Okay. Yeah. We'll hear another song. It's a great song. What's it about? Um, about a dreamy boy from Long Island. You might like it. It's very 90s. I like that. Yeah, we'll get it your way. Uh, so here we go, Zambri. What's the next song? Uh, Ickbees. Or somebody can say it. It's called Ickbees. 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 Oh, sorry. Ickbees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Zambri, live on Snacky Tunes. Yeah.
Woo! Awesome. That is a jam. That's a jam. That's a big one. That is, a, is everything okay over there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what's coming up for the rest of the summer? What's the? I guess we could. Can we start talking about fall? Is it too soon? Oh my god! Yes, let's talk about it. Okay. okay. What's going on? Yeah. You you seem to have fall beers. That's actually uh. the thing. <laughs> We're all about fall beers. Um, I don't. Honestly, it's it's the fall is about food and drink. <laughs> yeah. I think he meant with us. Oh right, us. <laughs> um, we're gonna go on tour. Um, pretty much the the whole of September. Um, Where are you heading? We're gonna be doing the U.S. We're gonna do um, you know like East Coast, Chicago, and Cleveland and stuff, and we're gonna make our way over to L.A. And um, so yeah, we're gonna be doing some of that, some of that stuff, which is nice. For some reason, I just had like a vision of the two of you in like a 1990 gray four door sedan with just like keyboards in the back. <laughs> I know you have a full band, but I'm just saying, right. like sisters road trip. Yeah, that would be that would be. I, I mean, we've always talked about doing that. That's romantic. It's very romantic. Yeah, we well, love drums. We love live drums, though. Yeah, they don't really fit in the back of sedans. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, talk about the the makeup of your band because it seems like for this and the record, you enlisted a lot of. Uh, outside Brooklyn help or some outside Brooklyn yeah I mean for the record um, we had um, our friend Seth Casper who plays drums in our live band and um, he's one of the best drummers alive and he he came around and, and added his like you know his stuff and um, we worked with Rick Kwan who he mixed the entirety of our album he's Brooklyn based um, Rick's, Rick's great and um, we also messed around with Chris Cody for a couple tracks. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's been a happy Noel, Brooklyn Noel family. Noel here playing on some of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Noel from Hooray for Earth. And Noel, what, yeah. what did you do on the record? What did you do on the record? He you sang, sang some? Here, speak. Oh, you played yeah. some drums on the... That was more the EP. I just did whatever they said. They were like, we want a bass. <laughs> but I don't feel like playing it. And I'd be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the catch-all? Is that just like your title on the record? Yeah, but just, yeah. We need some wind chimes. We feel Fine. like ordering some around. Can you can you be around? No, that's quite, quite the opposite. We, we snuck our other live band member, Will Spitz, we snuck him. We, he joined kind of as we finished, but we snuck him on the last track. Yeah, we'll, just to say that he was part of it? Well, just whatever. We just like, For the love of it. We like, fam- we like family. Yeah, family's great. <laughs> yeah, Will's fantastic. And, um... Yeah, it's sort of the deal. Um, any city that you're particularly interested in hitting up on this upcoming tour? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it'd be nice to see Chicago again. I haven't been there. Chi Town. Yeah, yeah, for real. Hang out with Kanye, little Yeezy. Yeah, we have an appointment. We have an appointment with him, so of course we'll be doing that. And um, <laughs> I always like to go visit LA, especially like this sort of time of year. It's kind of nice. Do you get time to explore while you're on the road? Not. Really? Not at all. Maybe a bite? I've actually, I haven't been to most of the places that we're going, so it's pretty exciting for me. you got to do like one thing just to know that you're in that city. Well, that's what I'm, I've been asking everyone I know in each place. Actually, it's weird. It's oddly, oddly, it's mainly food-based. I'm like, so what do I need to eat there? Because I'm going to be, I'm probably going to have one meal. Given your situation, (laughs) you're going to have to like map this out well in advance. Well, Chicago, it's steak, right? Uh, do, do I, what do I say hot to like dog. not increase the indecision? Yeah. Sure, steak. <laughs> exactly. Or pizza or hot no, dog. You're not helping. No, no, no. <laughs> the deep dish pizza. You gotta go to Uno's in Chicago. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I wouldn't have steak in oh. in Chicago. I would have a hot dog or I'd have deep dish pizza. Really? Yeah. New York is steak. We're, we're just literally ruining yeah. the tour. She's yeah. just gonna be stuck in Chicago, like with a menu in each hand. Like I have no idea what I'm supposed <laughs> and to do. And we're gonna leave her on the yeah, side yeah. Everything was good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So before we have one last song, uh, how can people find you online? Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Everything is just backslash Zambri, Z A N B R I. Google, quickly though. How did you come up with the name? I we searched our brains and we were like, what are we gonna? Yeah, but and how old were you though? We were little, man. Yeah. We were like fifth grade. Yeah. And our dad was like, you should do this out of respect for the family. <laughs> it's our last name. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there's the short answer. Oh. Oh, sorry. I thought... Well, I'm, no, but there's, like, there's a huge know, mythological Helen. story. Yeah, that there is, is yeah. around the album. There is. Yeah. There's other Zambries, and some of them are quite we were scary. Googling, uh, I, we were Googling Zambri, and this one sentence kept coming up. 
Zambri destroys the house of Basa, and at first we didn't really know what it was, but we were like, "That's fun." Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. And then we then we learned about it, and we were like, "I don't really, you know, it's a kind of crazy story." It's crazy. Well, I mean, it's something for you to Google while we hear the last yeah, song. Right. Read it. Yeah, read it while you listen to the last song. What are you gonna take us out with? This is a song called "To Keep Back." Oh, okay, great. Well, thank you so much to Ben Brooklyn Brewery. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Zambreth. Thank you. And uh, we will see you next week. I'll be in San Francisco this weekend for the Noisette. Uh, we'll both be there. Treasure Island people, Noise Pop, are putting on a food and music festival. It's going to be really great. Yeah, just search Noisette, N-O-I-S-E-T-T-E for all information. Super pumped. Here Tickets we go. Tickets are on sale. Here we Tickets go. Tickets are on sale. Here we go. Bye. See you next week.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.